0: You're listening to Corporate Quitter, where quitters always win. My guests and I will not only share tips and tricks to help you become a rule breaker and quit your shitty day job for good, but help you turn up the bad bitchery and spiritual fuckery so you can have the most fun with the least amount of bullshit on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, Gabby Ainello, a quitter who said fuck it to corporate life and built a globally recognized platform in a year's time without a trust fund or roadmap. If you're looking to say peace to a boring and basic ass life or want to become a corporate quitter and join our quitterverse, you're in the right place. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Corporate Quitter. This is going to be a serendipitous as fuck episode because... If y'all follow me on social, you know I've been traveling like fucking crazy. I just got back from San Francisco yesterday with my boyfriend. We went to visit his family and do all these things. And of course, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do work on the trip. Didn't fucking happen. Oh, yeah, I'm going to wait until I get and create a flow and like the inspiration happens on a walk or some shit. Didn't fucking happen. So here we are doing an episode that's very fucking serendipitous. So I figured it would suit itself. To When you're doing a serendipitous episode, talk about serendipitous shit. So this episode, I specifically want to talk about having your first fuck it year, also known as your year of yes. But I like the word fuck, as you all know, it's my favorite fucking word. So we're calling it the fuck it year. OK, now this episode is based off of essentially my experience of reading these three really profound books, one of which I'm in the middle of reading that I'm just like, holy shit, every quitter or entrepreneur or like out of box thinker needs to read. But the other two I've also read prior and they significantly changed the way that I approach like doing shit, like literally having courage because like most of you know, if you've listened to the podcast for a while or have seen me through social and stuff, it's hard to paint a picture of the past because you haven't seen it, but I was not the person I was now i wasn't living a serendipitous life full of wild experiences and magic like up until i was 22 i considered myself a non-serendipitous person like everything was planned out and plotted i didn't deviate from the path i always played by the rules like and the funny thing is i always said yes but i never said yes to my shit i said yes to everyone else's bullshit helping them with their shit helping them with their dreams and their goals and i got crumbs in return and so I felt that after years of saying yes to everyone else's shit and feeling so badly bruised by the idea of saying yes, I said no to everyone, including myself. So then life became really boring and obviously I didn't get a lot of shit that I wanted. and I was pissed off about it. So around 2017, I was entering into my fuck it year where I was like, I don't have anything to lose. I don't give a fuck. I'm so sick of tell- people telling me I can't do things. I'm sick of getting bullshit in return. I'm sick of not receiving. I'm fucking sick of just, like, the same shit over and over again, every fucking day eating the same stuff, the same, just, like, done, right? A wonderful 180 fucking switch up. So the first thing I thought of was, like, let's start doing fuck it experiments. So uh, if you've listened to the past few episodes in season two, you can fucking hear some of my fucking experiences I've had from, like, getting naked in the middle of New York City and dancing around with a bunch of fucking random strangers or doing magic mushrooms or, like, you fucking name it. I've probably done some random ass shit to really just put fuck it into perspective now to really kickstart that other than my wanting to change and it becoming so unbearable that I had to do something there were three books that really changed this and I'm going to give them to you in the order that I think you should read them based on my experience and kind of the idea of like you know you learn the thing you implement the thing and then you experiment with the thing right so the first book is called My Year with Eleanor by Noel Hancock this one is explicitly going to teach you that courage takes practice. So like I said, at 22 years old, 23, when I started to get the craving of like being rebellious and doing something different, I was not courageous. I was not, I never fucking said yes to going out. I never deviated from the path. Like it just wasn't my, I felt wildly uncomfortable and anxious. I was a fucking hot mess. Okay. It was not courageous. I wouldn't call myself courageous. Now on the other hand, cause I've had some experience and said a lot of fuck it t- like fuck it over and over again. I do, but you got to start somewhere. So the first book, My Year with Eleanor, by Noel Hancock. Second book is Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes is the creator of Grey's Anatomy, and she's written a bunch of other things like How to Get Away with Murder. She's phenomenal. Now, that book explicitly is just really encouraging you to start saying yes to opportunities. So, right, the first one is giving you the foundation, you know, to to learn about courage, and then. Having practice with taking courage. The second one is saying yes to opportunities. So now that courage doesn't make you want to vomit, right? Doing those scary things don't want to make you vomit anymore, and you can move forward. Actually saying yes to shit and seeing it through, not half-assed and things. Not saying you're gonna go to brunch and then you don't fucking go. Like actually seeing things through and keeping your word. Now the third book is the one that I'm currently reading right now. I'm about fifty, maybe seventy-five pages in. I just started it like yesterday. It's fucking phenomenal. Anyone who's a quitter or an entrepreneur, like out of box thinker needs to fucking read it it's called quit by Annie Duke now the great thing about this is i think one of the things that i really struggled with when i was younger is the idea of that quitting is Basically means that you're a loser, right? It translates to not having grit, having like low moral, ethical views, like not having like right a chip in your character, like all that shit. And I want to tell you that's bullshit. There's a difference between grit and quit, and that's basically what this book by Annie Duke talks about. So right, if we look at the three books again, so my year with Eleanor is about practicing having courage and really working that muscle to be stronger. Year of Yes is about opening yourself up to saying yes to opportunity and seeing it through and then the last book is about really gauging your quit and grit scale so it's like okay where do we land on this scale is it a quit thing is it like we got to bite down and just deal with the bullshit and keep our you know be gritty and just work through it because there are times where you need to work through things even though it's really shitty and then there are times where it's like you got to go and so a great example of this that she talks about that hit me like a fucking like punch in the face. It really hit me home. It was in the beginning chapter she was talking about Mount Everest. So Mount Everest is like this huge fucking mountain like basically like it goes up to I think 26,000 feet in altitude. Like you will literally die if you don't do this properly. Like you need months of training, you need a guide, like you go through multiple different terrains. Like it's a difficult thing. Most people don't do not survive and those who do, like it's a fucking struggle. So the reason why she brought this up is because a lot of times in, you know, throughout books and just the things that we read right business books especially they do this they talk about the underdogs so the people who like persevere or like trudge through the mud and they don't give up and then they succeed right now in the case of Everest there are so many cases where people are misguided or blinded by the idea of quitting so much so that they literally die so there's a whole case in the book talking about how there was a not non-celebrated group of men who Three hours out from reaching the top of Everest, they decided to turn back because of the timing, about the, you know, the weather that was happening, all these things, and they ended up turning around and, and living. Now the couple of groups, the couple of people who were in their group who were like, no, fuck that, we're three hours out, we have to keep going. They went up and they fucking died because they didn't give themselves enough time to come back. The weather conditions weren't great, whatever other like factors were in there. So that's a case of like, oh shit, you probably should have quit because you like literally died. Now, in real life, the case of you quitting your job and starting something new or dating the dude who's different from the other dudes you've dated or like going out on the fucking drinking bender with a new group of friends like all these things that we normally maybe would say no to or like are dissuaded from those ultimately aren't going to kill you right this isn't necessarily a life or death situation m- much like everest but it's very similar in the sense that like it feels like you're going to die right so i um i'm encouraging you to read those three books or at least try to put them on your to read list for 2023 because they will greatly change the trajectory of your life and start small too so like when I had read um letters to Eleanor or my year with Eleanor sorry when I read my year to Eleanor the very first thing I did I remember I finished the book it was like January 1st it was like I don't know like eight at night like of New Year's Eve meaning the next day was January 1st of 2017 and I remember I had this loud neighbor above me who I swear to God was a fucking drug dealer. He was just like such a fucking scumbag. Like he was up at all weird hours of the night blasting music. He was just like a sketchy fucker. So after like six months of dealing with his bullshit, I literally on, I remember it was New Year's Eve or like the day after New Year's. Um, So I finished the book before I was feeling really good. And then that next day, yeah, like fucking three in the morning he was like vacuuming so I fucking went upstairs and blanked on, banged on his door and I was like dude shut the fuck up why are you vacuuming at three in the morning and he was like oh my god I'm so sorry blah 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 and then he was like fucking silent like a mouse and yeah okay maybe I was a bitch but also like it was so fucking cool to be courageous in a moment whereas women were told to be fucking quiet and not disturb anyone and not be a bitch and I fucking spoke up because I needed to go to sleep after fucking being out for all of New Year's Eve or whatever up till two in the morning like shut the fuck up and like Go to sleep like a normal human being, dude. So great fucking start to the year, right? Setting boundaries, doing things. Now, 2017 into 2018 ended up being really just incredible like I ended up getting so inspired by me just setting boundaries and using my words to like change the course of my life do you know this guy never made a peep again like between the hours of like 9 p.m and 5 a.m I slept like a fucking baby for the remainder of those fucking three months that I lived there and yet I was in suffering I was insufferable for fucking months because of this douchebag and I could have just said something and it would have been resolved so that was like one tiny thing but because of that it completely changed the way that I started doing things where I started saying yes to fucking wild things as well as doing crazy things in general. So like for example, the next step after telling my neighbor about me to fuck off <laughs> was um, I cut my hair like the shortest it's ever been. So I cut it up to my ears. It was super fucking short. I'll have to post the picture somewhere. It's slightly embarrassing. It doesn't look bad, but I just I love my long hair now and I could never go back, but you know, whatever. So that was like a big scary thing to do, but I had the courage and I was like, "Oh shit, like okay." I have control over my external environment I have control over how I perceive myself and how others perceive me like let's just cut my hair and take my power back type shit so I did that next thing was like moving into a new neighborhood like you know my parents at one point were like oh this neighborhood I think it might be sketchy it's not good for you but internally I was like no 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 like this is great I really want to move here like it's perfect for me I'd gone on a date with some dude there and it just seemed like in that moment of like the four stops on the train or some shit that I was there and like the two blocks I went out with him I was like I don't give a fuck about this guy but this place seems like the place for me and I ended up living there for like two and a half years and it was fucking wonderful so like that was another example of like being courageous and taking action that was aligned with what I wanted and what was perfect for me as opposed to what other people thought now it started to evolve into more extensive things so like you know, there was a girl at my job who she had said that she was in a running group and she was like, If you want to join, because we live in the same neighborhood now, like, I would love to help you, you know, with your running goals or something. And normally I'd be like, No, I could do it myself, right? I'm really proud. I don't want anyone's help, blah, blah, blah. But at the time I was like, No, fuck it. Yeah, like, yeah, let's be friends and like, let's go running on Saturdays or something. And you know what? I competed in my first half marathon and she became a really close friend of mine. So, like, again, we're going up in the scale of, like, courageousness, at least in my opinion, right? Starting to say yes to people that I would say no to. Like, starting to extend invitations and accepting of them. Other things I started doing is going on a solo trip to DR. That was scary as shit. Another thing was I went on a another trip. I It's really fucking funny and probably a bad thing, but so... I got invited on a trip to Cabo with this guy that I was working with um, at my job. So essentially, my startup job that I was working with, we were working with a recruiting agency to help us place sales candidates at this company I was working for. So after the year when I was quitting the job, he was like, let me take you out of lunch. You know, you've gotten me some good business. We have a great relationship, like whatever. So I went out to lunch with him. We had so much fun. He was like, I'm actually going to Cabo in like three weeks or whatever, four weeks. Do you want to come with me? All you have to do is pay for your flight. I got everything else It's with like a group of like 15 people. It's going to be nuts. Like there's a yacht, all this shit. And I was like, you mean I just have to pay for my flights and everything else is included? He's like, yeah, food and everything like dope. Let's do it. Most fucked up trip I've ever been on. I've never seen so many drugs in my life. I've also never seen so much aggression and fighting in my life or the most amazing things like being on a fucking yacht with these people who are make fuck you money and like do wine taste and no, I'm sorry tequila tastings and just like mariachi band at the house every fucking day like I mean <laughs> fucked up shit okay guys fucked up shit now would I recommend saying yes to a random sort of kind of stranger and go to a fucking place that's not in the U.S. maybe not but my point in saying all this is that I committed to the plan of saying yes for a whole year to a ton of different things because I didn't want to be a nervous, anxious mess anymore. I didn't want to be that person who didn't go out. I didn't want to be that person who was afraid of being uncomfortable. I didn't want to be that person who was missing out on living life because at that age of like, I think I was like 25 at the time when I started to have this moment, I was like, I don't want to be the person who regrets my 20s when they're the most fluid and malleable time of your life, right before I have kids, before I you know, have a mortgage before things have to get quote unquote serious, then I, this is the most perfect time to do it. Right. No regrets. And also the funny thing is that, um, I thought I would be like more grown up by 30 and turns out I just feel like a child who survived and am now just a creative fuck who does whatever I want. And it's the best fucking way to live. Even if you look like a psychopath. Okay. So much more fun being courageous and doing whatever the fuck you want. And what you can't find you create, than it is playing by someone else's bullshit rules. And speaking of rules, and again, taking courage and having a fuck it year. Now, when you embrace a fuck it year, it's called a fuck it year for a reason, right? It's kind of like abandoning all fucking shit that you know prior. It's about abandoning kind of the ethics you had set for yourself prior. And that doesn't mean you do bad things, right? That's not that's not what we're talking about. When I talk about like, again, having a fuck it year and basically being a rule breaker, I'm, you know... I'm talking about the people who are goody two-shoe little shit like I was like people who always play by the rules people pleasers to the max like people who are fucking doormats and I'm not saying this is a negative thing I'm saying this in like I can relate to you and it's a shitty place to be in and like it's time to break some fucking rules and change the system and a rule breaker is different than someone who's being a defiant fucking asshole because quote unquote fuck the system okay like a rule breaker takes a different road. A rule breaker questions everything. A rule breaker takes the time to know who they are so they know what's best for them. You know, job hopping falls into rule breaking. Quitting your job falls into rule breaking. Um, Saying no to a dude who's pressuring you into sex, you know, and you don't want to. That's rule breaking in a sense because it's not the social norm, even though it's kind of fucking illegal, but a whole nother conversation. But I just mean, like, there's no point in being terrified of change if you look at the difference between the two options. So just like the Everest, you know, kind of example, right? So when you're looking at making a decision between two things, most of the time it's because of your happiness, right? So like you wanna break the rules because the rules that you're abiding by are making you miserable, right? So in this case, having a fuck at year or quitting your job, right? There's a reason why. There's something that's unfulfilled. There's a happiness in you that's not there, right? It's fleeting. So there's a great thing, when you do I don't want to say like a pros and con list but like basically if you're tied with a situation let's use the quit the job thing because it's the most easiest because they've done it a billion times but and obviously it's super relevant to corporate quitter but so you know you have your list of pros and cons now when you look at your current job and let's say you fucking hate it like you're crying before and after work you're miserable hate your fucking boss hate the work that you do like nothing is working no amount of coffee is fulfilling you like it's just all you can do is come home and numb yourself out right with alcohol social media movies whatever the fuck it is drugs I don't know so when comparing the two of getting quitting the job and doing something new or staying in the job if you're miserable right now what are the chances that a year from now you're still going to be miserable probably pretty fucking high, right? That's almost like a guarantee, like 90% maybe 100% like you know if you stay you're going to be miserable. Now, if you quit the job and find a new job or start your own business or pursue something differently or go to part-time or like whatever it is, can you accurately say when comparing the two that it would 100% mean on un- like unhappiness? Probably not. Probably when you're looking at the scale between the two, Being in the current job probably weighs you down way more when it comes to being unhappy than trying the new thing, right? So if you need to get rational and see the the differences between choosing the two outcomes, one is definitely going to be significantly better. So you always want to choose one that's significantly better, right? In this case, quitting your job. Now... Like that doesn't mean that it's always going to be an easy answer. And when it's not an easy answer, this is where like when the episode I did before where I talk about spiritual fuckery and like manifestation and learning about your intuition really fucking helps. But at the simplest terms, um, think about flipping a coin. So I want you, if you're really stuck between making a decision on something or even again, doing the courageous thing, like telling the girl on the subway that she has a pretty dress. Because, you know, I know about you women, but there are some that like women are looking so good. Like I'm not. Like I'm not even doing it. Like I want to flirt with you. I'm doing it because like legit you're fucking hot and I want to tell you you look fucking good. Or like you like her shoes. Or like I don't know. Your your friend did a really good job. Or like you just want to say something or do something or act in a certain way and you're stuck or torn. Think of the coin flipping aspect of it. So like tails could be like not saying that she has cute shoes and heads is saying that she has cute shoes. So if you need to in your head or in physical life, if you got a coin because who fucking carries change. But if you fucking happen to have a penny or some shit, flip it. And in that few seconds of it flipping in the air, feel if you can in your body, which side you're slowly hoping for it to be on. Because what ends up happening, there was a whole study, apparently, with Freakonomics. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that book series, the guy who created Freakonomics. Apparently, he had actually a mechanism on his website. I don't know if it still exists. It might, where it's a coin flipping mechanism. And essentially, you put in two things. So let's say, quit your job, don't quit the job. And you press the button and the, the mechanism is supposed to imitate a flipping of a coin digitally and then gives you the outcome to that coin, you know, flip, you know, quit your job or don't quit your job. Now... Usually when that happens, you can tell, you know what side you want to fucking it to hit on, right? You know exactly what answer you want. You know what some, like when you seek advice from someone, you know what you want them to tell you. But when they don't tell you, you're pissed off about it. And that's not because they're wrong or right. It's because you internally know what you want to do or what needs to be done. But you want someone else to give you validation. In this case, the flip of a coin, right? The flip of chance or spiritual people, right? I don't know how many of you will fucking go flip their TikTok or like look for street signs on the street. I'm like, if fucking the universe gives me a sign, then I'm going to do that thing. Like, no, you know, you want to do it. So fucking go do it. So in this case, when it comes to like, being courageous and having the fuck it year and doing the, the things like, like if you're leaning towards something, there's a reason for it. And so in this case, if you're even having or like thinking about having a fucking it year, it's because you need to have a fuck it year, right? You're burnt out to the max. It's time to do shit for you and not for everyone else and do whatever your heart is fucking dying to experience. Okay. Now the things to expect when you have your fucking year, you'll obviously be more courageous. Uh, you'll learn who the fuck you are through experimentation. You'll learn how to do things alone without numbing yourself. So this could be as small as like literally going to the bathroom by yourself, which I know for some people, especially women, that's like not a thing. Um, but like, or go to bring yourself to dinner. Like I go, I take myself on single singular dates now. And that's terrifying for some people. Like without numbing yourself, like no alcohol. Like literally just go and have a burger at a fucking bar by yourself. Like that's one, you know, like... To do things alone and then be alone is a whole nother fucking monster that once you conquer, like you are, you are fucking fearless. You could do anything by yourself. Um, And then the last thing is you learn to make room, basically you make room for magic. So, you know, like I said in prior episodes and I swear by it, overly planning does fucking nothing but cause anxiety and sometimes put you on unrealistic timelines and it's not fucking fair for like fluidity because that's where the magic and opportunity comes in is in these sporadic things but if you're too blindsided to them they're going to be passed up so that's kind of the basis for what you can expect when you take this fuck it year but obviously the flip side of it the negative is like you're gonna be sweating bullets all the time you're gonna feel really uneasy you're gonna feel like what you're doing is a massive fuck up you're gonna feel like every day is a fucking battle like And I know we already feel like that when things are good, but this is going to feel extra painful because it's so like challenging and it's so against the grain and it's so like not normal, right? It's not normal to go against the rules. It's just not, not a lot of people are doing it, even if it seems like it because the media is reporting on it. So, um, I want you to be kind to yourself and use as much nurturing and loving and like I don't even, coddling as you need to, to get through those painful moments without actually like deviating from that path of taking action. So if you need to like, if you did the scary thing and then you need to like eat a bar of chocolate to fucking reward yourself, fucking do it. Even though probably doing the courageous thing was the reward in and of itself. Like you need to be so patient and loving and kind to yourself when you're starting to build up that courageous muscle because it is not easy. You have everything betting against you. Okay. It's, it's not easy. So it becomes easier over time but you need to start somewhere and in doing that you need to place these fail safe kind of validation checkpoints if you will so that you can continue going through those different like levels of courageousness if you will right so you start by like you know not necessarily cutting your hair but like doing something small like telling your neighbor to fuck off or like I don't know establishing a boundary with a boyfriend or like with a you know manager or something like that or then it maybe evolves to then like quitting the job and then maybe going in your first solo trip or like launching your podcast or like you know wh- whatever the fuck it is okay creating an OnlyFans, I don't know being that bitch whatever the fuck you desire right see if you can do a scale of all the things you want to try and list the least courageous to the most courageous and just start to build up that list Obviously, if you start at the top and go to the bottom, it gets, it's harder in the beginning you it gets significantly easier. But if you need to do the reversal where you start with the easiest shit and then get to the bigger shit, by all means, do that too. But um, I think that's kind of what I have it on your first fucking year. Again, if any of you have questions about like specifically on how to take courage and action when you're literally like shitting your pants because it's terrifying and there are going to be a lot of people who come up against you, if not life itself, because you know the universe likes to fuck you good um please let me know and I can expand on it um like I had said in prior episodes I'm starting to build out a blog so like some of these episodes I always say like oh I'll expand on another episode or blah 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 I can then create blog posts to kind of outline these things more in depth so you can kind of take them as a roadmap or or a tool of sorts or like just use them as a reference point um for you guys to use essentially. The other thing I want to remind all of you is I'm starting to do coaching consulting or like a blend of the two. So that's available for any of you who are having difficulty with just taking the courageous action, no matter if it's big or small. Um, I've been really working with people on either like a coaching stand front where I basically help you with confidence and shit, mixed with consulting where I'll actually do shit for you. So whether it's like podcasting related, digital marketing related, media related, like whatever it is, um, I can blend the two and obviously make a timeline and budget that's appropriate for you. So that's available. Um, I'm taking on clients now for 2023. Um, I have a lot of interest. So just know that once I hit my limit it's going to be capped for a little bit. So you want to take advantage of it, especially while the price point is at a lower point. So yeah, that's available. If you have questions about it, please email me. Right now we're just doing it very personalized, which means you get more bang for your buck. Eventually I'll put like shit on my website where you can like click through and pick whatever you want, like a menu, like a la carte, um, which is in development. But for right now, that's what we're kind of up to. So I hope this episode helped you. Again, I know this was serendipitous as fuck. It's literally December 6th at 7 p.m. Like, I don't know, (laughs) I hope it's decent considering it's so last minute. I really don't like to be this last minute bitch, but you know me, I'm do whatever the fuck I need to do and do whatever is called to. So in this case, it was being a fucking travel influencer apparently this weekend while I went to San Francisco. Anyway, so um, I hope you had a great week. I will see you guys next week. And if you have any questions or need anything, please reach out to me if you have any suggestions for episodes or want to hear more things, please let me know. And if not, I'll see you next week, guys. Have a Make it a good one and say fuck it to things, okay? Say fuck it to things. That's my motto. Just fuck it. (laughs) Bye, guys. Hey, guys. If you enjoy the show, please take 10 seconds and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to follow us across social for no BS business shortcuts and to get a behind-the-scenes look at the life of a quitter. See you soon.